Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy as always in his beanie, in his brand new, spectacular blue light glasses. Up, How you doing today, up, bud? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you, you, you must be doing great because you had a fucking Oracle type weekend predicting these last week games. I still did all right. Burnley really saved my bacon. But um, you, you, sir, had some amazing predictions. And uh, to start them off, you said 2-1 West Ham. You just said it. You said predict, predict correct score. You said who's going to win. You saw through my Leeds bias. And uh, I want you to take me through why, why you knew they were going to win and why they were able to get this win. Um, I really picked... West Ham in this one, more of because how Leeds have been. I kind of feel like they are getting figured out a bit. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're a very solid side. But I feel like their main tactic is to run and run and run and run and run. And then after that, if you can kind of control them. So I feel like Leeds would be a better team when they're split possession pretty evenly and they had a bulk of possession this game and they still had less shots and less shots on target than West Ham. So when it comes down to it, normally the more chances you get, more big chances you create, uh, the better you are. Leeds scored on their only big chance of the game. Uh, West Ham missed two of them, created three, scored on one. So just a solid outing from West Ham. Uh, just kind of felt that they were the more creative side in this with less of the ball. Uh, one big reason I think for that is Ben Rama. Love that guy. Uh, great addition to this West Ham team coming in late in the window. And uh, he's really, in my opinion, he may not have uh, numbers and stuff to back it up yet, but his play, he's hit the ground running in the Premier League. So really solid. Uh, their midfield's looking pretty good with Rice, Suchek, and uh, – Whoever they want to put an attacking midfielder in this week was Ben Rama. So solid outing. Uh, Leeds got to get it together. They're they're kind of stumbling a bit coming into the Christmas period, and uh, that's never good. So we'll see what they can do. What were your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, uh, I'm right with you. With um, it really seems to screw Leeds over when they have the bulk possession. They seem city esque in that you can sit in on a low block on them and they don't have the creative players to necessarily break you down and pick those passes. Matthews Klitsch is really good on the counterattack, I think, but is he going to be that magician in at your number 10 spot? Who's going to pick out a nice pass in the inches, inches in the box. No, it's not him. Patty Bamford had chances, but he's not clinical like that. He had a nice turnaround that I was inches away from going in, but Really, really couldn't find the back of the net on that. But um, where they really lost this game was on set-piece defending and West Ham just being a really big physical group of lads. Um, one in six of Leeds' goals conceded, have um, they've come from set play, and they have conceded 22 goals. So... That's three point something. Not very good. If they keep going up at that rate, they're going to keep losing games. And both of West Ham's goals came off nice headers. Um, shout out Thomas Suchek. I didn't realize how big that guy was. It's like, um, it's like having a tight end playing CDM almost. 
it's yeah. him and Declan Rice are a really good partnership. So that uh that'll get you some wins. Bielsa needs to go back in the locker room and they need to stop running for a day. And they need to practice set play defending because teams like Everton, teams like Southampton, teams like even even United and Harry Maguire, because he, he's liable to get his head on the ball. Teams like Chelsea with Kurt Zuma, they're going to tear leads to shreds if they can't get their set piece defending right. Yeah, I 100% agree. Besides the uh, Harry Maguire part, but yeah, he can get his head on a rock. Yeah, miss it completely. That is a rock it over the bar. Yeah, opposites attract. Opposite. So he'll never be able to head one in. <laughs> All right. Um. Next game on the weekend, uh, I think we both went for a Villa win in this one. Um, and it, it was Villa, Villa win, not until late, not until a penalty by El Ghazi in the 90 plus fourth minute with only five minutes of added time. Literally couldn't have saved this one till later. But um, the man of the match here is absolutely clear. It was, it was a classic Mike Dean masterclass. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven yellow cards were given, two of which were second yellow cards that resulted in red cards. Some of these tackles were warranted, some of them were soft as hell. Um, I hate when referees try to make the game about them because that's that's what this was. Uh, both teams had and missed their chances. A draw was what was deserved out of this game, but Mike Dean called that soft-ish penalty at the end um can't do that nelson tomato but at the same time i feel like in real time doesn't look like a penalty it's only when you slow it down in slow motion where you're like oh he really caught him uh varney's do more naked eye stuff good three points from villa i guess yeah three points uh most important thing as always uh emiliano martinez uh, his quote about leaving Arsenal being a step up in his career, he could not have been more correct. This guy uh, was a showstopper, 11 saves, four of which from inside the box. Um, just great stuff from him, or, unless I'm reading that wrong. I might be reading that wrong. No, yeah, seven saves, four of which from inside the box. So, uh, yeah, he he really played on his head for uh, – Though this game kept the shutout and um, just, yeah, like you said, the ref really wanted to make this one about him uh, and just that's never good for the flow of the game. It's never good for the game and clearly it showed. It took until fourth minute extra time to finally get a goal after 10 cards. So just amazing job by the ref uh, making it about him. But yeah, this was a, if you take out all the yellow cards, I'd say it was a pretty like run of the mill game. You know, nothing too yeah. crazy about it, but it was really crazy with all the cards. Yeah, some of them were very soft in my eyes. Douglas Weeze's second yellow to get that red. <laughs> I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Like he was jumping for a header and his arms went up. Like I I I don't know. Like have you ever tried to jump with your arms straight down? No. It's much more awkward, bro. Let me tell you <laughs> that. Um, they need to really work in body mechanics into how they call the game because with VAR, it just slows everything down. Everything looks so much worse than it is. And um, 
I don't know. Uh, Jamie Carragher said this about the offsides rule. And is, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but um, they shouldn't put the lines there because if you can't tell with your naked eyes uh, offsides, like, yeah, there'd be some, some parody in terms of how calls get called. But do, do you feel like that could be a fix for, for VAR in the long term, having less slow motion, less computer imaging, more just you can see it again. Like you literally just watch it again in real time. Um, yeah. One thing that I think would help VAR out would be giving a time limit. So I think they do it in the NFL where if you look at it for more than a certain time, you only thing you can change is placement of the ball. I'm not sure. I think it used to be like that, but let's say so a minute. Once the referee blows it dead, VAR has a minute to either send him to the box or the camera or a minute to have him make his decision. And I think that would one speed the game up to take away all this inch line, like millimeter shit that they're doing and would make the game more natural while still getting rid of the clear and obvious error. So I think that's something that would help, but yeah, definitely getting rid of slow-mo. Like if you want to slow it down, maybe do like, 75% 75% speed or 80% speed, but going in like super slow-mo, it's just everything looks worse in slow motion. Yeah. Everything so. looks more exaggerated. Every little nick that somebody takes, the dives yeah. don't look as divey. Um, yeah. I don't know. Ho- hopefully we see some changes in bar and mm-hmm. uh, less, less refs trying to take over the game. But yeah. Another result we got right though, Steve Bruce and his men too. West Bromwich Albion, Stavon Bilic and his men won. Um, I mean, this was a pretty run-of-the-mill game, pretty back and forth. Both teams had shots. Both teams had big chances. But there's one man who just took over this game. His name is Miguel Almiron. He scored the first goal in the first minute real early, just blistering pace, absolutely runs away from everybody. And he was an issue all game, man. Played 86 minute, had 100% passing on 32 passes. That's impressive. Three shots on on target, couple dribble attempts successful. Um, he he was just all over the place. His match rating was only a seven. I disagree with that on the screen. He really jumped it off, jumped off the screen to me. Uh, West Brom was able to equalize Darnell Furlong. He's been a bit of form, but Newcastle, Dwight Gale, and the men. Late goals, late goals, people. This is what they do. They grab late goals and they grab three points. Newcastle now sitting pretty at 12th place. Relegation far and away from their thoughts. West Brom, they're going to need to figure out how to pick some points. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Um, Newcastle's, yeah, the relegation, that was a huge win for them. Now they're, I think it's, uh, let me see. They're a good bit clear. So that's always um, a good sign. Yeah, they're nine points clear. Clearer uh, than Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, by, by a good bit. And they have a game in hand. So uh, they're looking to be sitting pretty right now. But uh, as for the game, just they sandwiched it. You know, goal, the very start, 20 seconds in, a goal around the 50th minute, and then a, uh, and then a capper at the end to seal it off. But, you know, Really good by Steve Bruce and his guys. Uh, they played hard. I think that they were deserving of the win. They didn't have the possession, but uh, 
they were more efficient with their shots. I would say uh, 12 shots, seven on target. And so you do that, you're going to get goals and they got their goals, be it they were far apart. Uh, but, you know, that's all they need to do. And I think that's good. Uh, West Brom, though, not looking good. Um, they need to find a way to string together some wins and find a way to do it fast because the only team in worse shape than them is Sheffield and they're in really bad shape. So they need to figure it out if they want any hopes of staying up. Yeah. Um, to be totally honest with you, they, they look real, real sorry, man. They, they're just not a very good team. Um, I remember in our transfer episode, we didn't really talk about them too much. Um, didn't seem like they spent nearly enough of their Premier League money, especially when you compare them to uh, Leeds and uh, Fulham. Fulham yes. Yeah, Fulham made a bunch of acquisitions, so including one of our Americans, Anthony Robinson. We'll get to that game. That boy, that boy, that boy showed out again. We got fullbacks, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, but before that game, got Manchester United 0, Manchester City 0. Uh, what do you know? Another big game, another cagey affair, just kind of a boring game. Nobody wanted to go get it. Um, for United, I guess that's more understandable. You got knocked out of the Champions League and you don't want to lose the Manchester Derby. You want to get something from it, especially because we're level. You guys are already above us on points. So if you just mm -hmm. split them up, then you stay above us. So as for us, though, I was really disappointed in, first of all, the setup, two CDMs. Um, I thought after about 60 minutes when we realized nothing was going to happen, the attack, we should change that up a little bit. Um, Mares, Jesus, Sterling, same lackluster performance that I've grown used to over the last couple months. Um, United, I guess they played good defensively. One player that I noticed was very good. Fred had a very good game. He was all over the place. I'll eat my crow a little bit there. Um, another thing, though, with VAR, Marcus Rashford, penalty canceled because someone was off sides. I'm not saying that should be a penalty because I don't think that should be a penalty because I, I feel like the overarching theme of the ball shouldn't have been in play is fine, but there should be a yellow card or, or a direct free kick. There needs to be some repercussion for idiots who do this shit because it's not okay. Like, I know it's my team who did it. Nobody got hurt, so whatever, we're fine. But, you know, you, this is the same thing that happened to Van Dyke. Pickford got away scot-free. It happened again here. Nobody got hurt but there's still obviously no protocol to deal with those things. And that's ridiculous. Like put the flag up, do something because you can't just let people take a free shot at motherfuckers. It's ridiculous. Um, what do you think about this game? Um, no, yeah, I definitely agree with the, you know, anything goes after the offsides. It's like you're playing FIFA and the guy just goes offsides and you know it. So you just take his legs out for the fun of it. And that, that's ridiculous. Um, I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, Rashford was off sides on that because he's always off sides in big moments. So, uh, yeah, but City kind of shocks me a little bit with how 
Manchester United like they were in this game. Uh, both teams went out with the same formation uh, and were just kind of, it was a chess game. Um, it felt like both teams were happy with a draw from the get-go. Kind of feels like after the 20th minute, it just kind of felt like, yeah, we're satisfied. Um, but I don't think either, either team should be happy. Yeah, they both got clean sheets. They both played very solid defensively. But this game was there for both of them to go and attack. And the fact that each team only made one sub, City bringing on Torres and then uh, United bringing on Martial, that just kind of showed it was just felt how the game was going. It was perfect. It sums up the game. Just one move to make it seem like you're going for it when you really know you're not. So, um, yeah, I guess share the spoils is the only way to get this. Uh, I think Rodri played really well. Uh, he had the job of neutralizing Bruno, and he did fairly well in that. Bruno didn't play too well. So um, that's not a little, something a lot of people can do is stop that guy. So good for that. And like you said, Fred uh, was my man of the match on the United side as well. Just, you know, being everywhere, covering everything, bringing out his little Brazilian side when he nutmegged De Bruyne or spun off De Bruyne and nutmegged somebody. That was uh, nasty. Yeah. He, uh, and get a little off topic, but I don't know how he's not been called up to a Brazil squad. And, because Fabinho? Yeah, but you don't need backups. I don't know the Brazilian national it's, team. It's like Fabinho that, but... and Casemiro who are ahead of him. Oh, what, what if one of them gets hurt though? Yeah, I guess he could deputize. But um, all I'm saying is my man needs mm. some respect. Yeah, do they? Huh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I would give him a call up then. But never know. If Jesus is getting called up, I mean, well, because the striker is obviously a much weaker position. Just saying. Bobby Firmino, Bobby. It's Bobby or Gabby. Like they, they. There's a dearth of talent at the at the striker position for Brazil right now. <laughs> not not the case for CDM. They they're loaded. Casemiro. Oh, what a what a player he still is, man. Yeah. And Real Madrid. I don't know what to make of them anymore. Um, they're mm, them and Juve. Them and Juve are probably my least favorite teams to bet on because they always have, like, not great odds because they're Madrid and Juve. <laughs> but they're both liable to lose Anytime. anybody any <laughs> given week. On aggregate, it won't happen too many times. But when it does happen, you're just like, it's damn, bro. <laughs> I, I bet yeah. minus 500 for what? Like, for what? For, there's no reason. <laughs> like, it just it was a gimme, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. We digress. Um, another another thing I want to touch on real quick is um, where is Raheem Sterling? What has happened to him um, this season? He is not himself. It's I, I thought you know let's give him some time. You know he'll get better. Season's a third of the way done. Basically, Champions League is in the round of sixteen, and this motherfucker has four goals and one assist in all comps. This is a man who gets sturdy combined stats, all comps, in his fucking sleep. He wakes up and he shits goals. He shits misses, too, but he, he gets the goals. And um, I don't know what has gone on with him. He's a guy that last year, 
and the years before based on his current trajectory and his age and assuming Pep stays, he stays with City, maybe he goes to Real Madrid, he's going to be on that short list of people who's going to be on the next Ballon d'Or list after Messi and Ronaldo retire. Now, that's he's nowhere near that level of player. He's not, quote-unquote, a Galactico. He's not even worthy to be rumored of going to Real Madrid with how he's playing right now. Um, what's going on with what's going on with my dude? Um, I don't watch City every week, so I guess you'd know more. But a question: Does he get the compared to like last year and the year before? Is he getting the same number of chances? Like, no, definitely he's definitely so, getting less chances. But at the same time, he is contributing to other people getting less chances. We're just not playing the same type of football we're, I'm used to seeing. So yeah. then I think at that point it kind of boils down to he's a good player but he he has like put in fifa terms again like no composure like just he needs a lot of chances to be able to put away chances then when you give him a lot of chances he'll put away a lot of chances but uh i feel like as the chances go away so does the production for example like you give ronaldo 50 chances in a year big chances he'll score 35 of them but you give him 40 he'll still put away 30 to 35 because he's Ronaldo. And like, there's that little thing that makes someone elite and that makes someone very good. And the thing that's keeping him out of that elite status where he was before is his um, clinical ability and his effectiveness in front of goal. And I think kind of ever since that miss against Leon, he just hasn't really been him. Maybe that's like a little mental thing that he's trying to deal with inside internally, but who knows? Uh, but you kind of want to see, even though he's on city, you do want to see him uh, pick it back up, become the player that everyone knows he can be. Uh, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's perplexing and it might be Pep too. It, it might be Pep and changing his style randomly and always rotating everybody, but that's something that he always did. So I don't really know. He's a odd cookie, this Raheem Sterling. Also, he needs a haircut. Yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely not what fan, it is. Not a fan <laughs> of the extra tight twisties. Um, <laughs> See, I've never terrible. been a fan of that hairstyle on anybody. I like twisties. Don't get me wrong. I like twisties. It just mm-hmm. when you go that extra level of girth and tightness on the twisty, it shows a lot more of your scalp. Yeah. And I'm not saying Raheem's scalp is unconditioned. I'm sure it's pristine. But... It's not the look, especially when you kind of got like a Roblox head anyway. Um, yeah. It just is not and the look. He had really nice uh, twisties before he went super tight with them. Yeah, so it was so the like, loose. It was more yeah, it was twisties. Loose, like, more twisties, smaller twisties. But now he has less twisties, bigger twisties. That's just not good. Uh, not good. Maybe he did it to try and change up his form, but... Uh, yeah, that that needs to go. Maybe go back to like a yeah. like a nice I mean, like a fade or something, something cool. You know, I I I would like to think that Raheem is better than this, but at the end of the day, it might just be the David Silva effect. Maybe, yeah. maybe he made that man, and that's not far fetched. David Silva was great. I He's used to see I used to see like five cutbacks across the face of the net a game. Now I see one a month. Um, yeah, we also see a dot. They're amazing. Love betting on them. Um, Vegas still hasn't respected them yet, and that that, that is fine. Next game on the weekend, though, you got this one right. I got this one wrong. Your hot streak continues because 
Everton, Carlos Ancelotti and his men, one Fat Frank and his boys, zero. Um, Giffy Sigurdsson had a penalty in the 22nd minute. Statistics say that Chelsea controlled possession, similar amounts of shots, shots on cage, big chances, all the same. I doubt this possession stat is said, said 72%. I watched the game. It did not seem like 72%. I thought, I, I thought Everton had a lot more control than it says they did on the, on the stat sheet. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, 100%. Um, I definitely feel that way. It just, it's, yeah, it's so weird how it's that lopsided just because it didn't really feel that way at all. You know, it kind of felt like they weren't always dangerous, but they were always in it, you know. And uh, one thing that I want to point out, especially with the staggering possession that Chelsea had, Kai Havertz, 78% complete passes. Timo Werner, 76. Um, and that is with Kai Havertz complete creating zero big chances. So I know 78 is not that bad. Uh, Bruno gets that a lot, but then you look at his stats and he creates like two or three big chances a game, passing 78%. Um, these 200 million in signings for Chelsea, there's been two good ones out of the bunch and Diago Silva really can slow down uh, the leak at the back line. And then Mendy basically plogged up the leak. Uh, so yeah, but the attackers they signed, including Ziyech, even though he's hurt, um, just they're leaving something to be desired. And I think in the long run, it definitely goes to how Frank can coach these guys and help them adapt to life in England and playing in England. But maybe they're, they're just not cut out for it. Um, and I don't know, maybe just that's going to hurt them. It's really going to hurt them. And it's going to their lack of a their new signings lack of consistency and ability up front will ultimately be the reason they do not make a title charge this year. Um, yeah, I could, I could see that because he fat Frank wanted to sub on Tammy Abraham for Kai Havertz. Um, I know your options are getting a little thin because Pulisic and Ziek are still out. Um, I don't know what other type of options I actually have, but when I looked down this 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 bench, right, mm-hmm. I saw Keppa, goalkeeper, Rudiger, center back, Aspilicueta, center back, fullback, Gilmore, defensive mid, Jorginho, Holt, like another center mid. Not I wouldn't call him a, a ten. I don't even know what he is or what he does. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, Faustino on on Horan youth team player just got called up because he scored a hat trick in the U23s. He's a camp. And then Tammy Abraham, you have no width at all on that bench. Not at all. So basically if Timo and Kai don't do their jobs, you're fucked. And I, I mean, I, that, that's what it came down to. Their, their wingers didn't do their jobs and they had no options. Is Callum Hudson or Doy hurt? I don't think so. He's not. Oh, yeah. It, I, he is. Him, Pulisic, and Ziyech are hurt. Oh. That's, I mean, I guess that's just some bad luck. But at the same time, he never played Everton, Everton didn't anyway. have their best player either. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you should have been able to get something from this Chelsea. But it is what it is. 
Yeah, they need know. to. They're good defensively, though. You know, so that's. They are Mendy. Mendy that penalty was Kepa S. Though, did you see? It was he came all the way out of his box. It was. Oh ridiculous. yeah, yeah. Like it was yeah. really stupid. Yeah. Was, he's been uh, he's been doing some iffy stuff the last couple of weeks. I forget. Was it the who they play last week? Um, I think he was in a Europa League game. He got uh, Champions League game. He got away with another play like this. Yeah, he ran, he, it was all on the touchline, though, right? Um, I think so. I I know what you're talking about, but I don't. I think it was on the touchline. But against Leeds, Bamford's goal. He was running out of his box willy mm-hmm. nilly, and all Bamford had to do was touch it to the side of him and tap it in. So, yeah. I think. Uh, I just think that I hope it, well, I do hope, but for his sake, I hope it doesn't continue. Uh, cause it's just ridiculous. Their goalkeeping yeah. problems they have. I mean, they're, they're not even doing that well, to be honest. Like both our teams are at least level with them because we have a game in hand. So, um, yeah, it's Lee's wide open. Lee's wide open as open Ooh. as it has, has ever been. Um, Speaking of uh, the league being wide open, one of these guys at the top, guys that I were I was high on these guys at the beginning of the year. They scared me a little bit. Scared me a little bit. They're back. Southampton three, Sheffield United zero. Danny Ings is back, baby. He's back in the starting lineup, and it showed. Um, che Adams had a really nice goal. Um, little flick across the across the keeper across the net. One zero. Stuart Armstrong gets the second off an assist from the talisman of the Southampton attack, Danny Ings. And then Nathan Redmond makes it 3-0. They skunked him off an assist from your boy, Oreo Romeo. Don't you love him? God, that um, guy deserves to be in a body bag. <laughs> um, Southampton absolutely dominated this game like, uh, like I honestly expected they would. Four big chances created, two big chances missed, opposed to Sheffield 0-0. Zero and zero. Sheffield had three shots all game, zero on target. They were just completely outclassed, could not handle the Hassan Hootl press. And um, I don't blame them because Hassan Hootl's men are, like, fantastic right now. On form, there's, there's only two teams better than them, which are Liverpool and Tottenham. And that, they're only three points better than them. Uh, they look dangerous. It's a team that if... I'm anybody in the Premier League. I don't want to play them right now. Uh, I, I just love. I just love everything they're doing, and I know Weston McKinney is having an amazing season over at Juve. He's going to be nailing down that starting spot, um, and I love it. But would Southampton be even better with him instead of Oreo Romeo on there? Yes, without a or doubt. Or even Theo Walcott. He not Romeo. Fuck Romeo. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, because he can play anywhere along that midfield four, Weston can. Yeah. Would he be better? Yeah. Would they be better? Probably. But um, they're they're doing well for what they are right now. What do you think of this game? Uh, Yeah. And you forgot to include a team that's better on form than by the name of Manchester United. You know, no loss in the last five. Uh, But anyway. uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I missed you. Yeah. You guys are level on Tottenham and uh, Liverpool on form. Oh, no, you're the best team on form. How does this happen? (laughs) 
No, ever since a little another a little bit off topic, but ever since United got Molly Wap by Spurs, it was like a wake up and they're back to normal. Like that was such a fluke, it's crazy. Um but yeah, uh anyway, the game uh is the what game is it? The game Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, oh yeah. Sheffield sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the Southampton played really well. But yeah, it's just Honestly, like if they played this way against another team, they would have played. They probably would have gotten a point out of it, maybe a win. But oh my God. just Sheffield is so bad. And Did you know that sad. they've only scored five goals? That's absurd. It's second worst. No, it's worse. It's the worst. Second worst is Burnley at six. But I expect that shit from Burnley. I do. Yeah. Like this is not how Sheffield played. This is not how they play. It's going to be a shit fight, but they're going to get up and they're going to uh, – I feel, I feel almost, like, sorry for them. Yeah. It, it, I don't want Chris Wilder to lose his job, but they're going to have to start looking at that shit if they don't get something. Yeah. Was, was Dean Henderson really that good? Yes. That's, I don't think that part of it's debatable. You saw that assist he had. He, um, yeah. Every time he plays, United do well, right? No. No? He started the downfall. Well, he didn't play bad, but he he's never played bad. Uh, none of the United goalies normally do. It's just everyone else. But uh, everyone else, yeah. Istanbul. He was it's always everyone else. One. So it's always everyone else. It is always everyone else because Harry McGuire's. Never mind. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. But um, next game on the weekend, we both got this one wrong, right? I think you you took Spurs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. 1-1. One, one. Um, Josie and his men should be just utterly massively disappointed from this. Harry Kane off an assist from Hyung Ming Son. I feel like we say that every week because we do say it every week. They're, they're mental at this point. Um, and it wasn't until the 81st minute that Jeffrey Schlupp was, was able to um, get the equalizer. But here's the thing. Um, the possession ended up ending 58 Spurs, 42 Palace. And... Um, the only reason that's the case because Jose let him have it. Um, in the second half, it was really noticeable that Jose's team was sitting off a lot more than they, they had previously. And because of that, Palace was able to get back into the game. They were able to attack him in waves, wave after wave after wave. And eventually, it broke down once. They got the equalizer, and it was just too late in the game for Spurs to get back in it because you saw right after they scored – Spurs flipped the switch. Boom. They're playing all in their third. Um, I know Mourinho likes to sit in defensively, but against a team like Palace, like put them away first before you do that. Don't, don't do one nil and call it a day. What, what did you think uh, about this drop points from the Spurs? Yeah, um, completely agree. It, Mourinho doing what Mourinho does, I guess, you know, letting the other team come to him. Uh, but yeah, they need to do. They need to do better. They're Spurs, and that's Palace. Uh, like maybe a few years ago, this game this wouldn't have been a surprise to anybody, but now it is because Spurs are have or are starting to break that glass ceiling that Spurs are known for. Um, but this result, are they? Are they really breaking that glass ceiling? Because this is typical Spurs. Spurs are Spurs in again, and. Uh, but and also a real big shock to me, even though it was a very short cameo, Deli Alley's back. 
So that's a, that was a real surprise. I thought he was kind of done and dusted at Tottenham, you know, but uh, how the game went, just like you said, uh, surprising. Just, I didn't expect Spurs to be able to, no, well not to not be able to score more than one, you know, the way uh, Kane and Son have been together. Uh, they've been unstoppable and to only get one, you can say really good job to palace holding them to that. Um, and especially uh, Guaita, he stood on his head. He made some crazy saves. Um, one at the end, it was a, Aurier put in like a cross or something or he shot it and then it deflected off of someone's head like point blank and he was able to get down and save it and that saved the game for him. So he's the man of the match on either side for me. But uh, good result for Palace, bad result for Tottenham. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with all that. Um, Spurs, uh, I don't know if this is them Spursing, but if they keep it up, then... uh, it's the beginning of the Spurs, end. Spurs going to Spurs, I guess. Um, next game on the weekend, though, another time. And I keep saying I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to do it. I commit to it fully. This is part of my research for gambling. I'm going to see what the fan situation is, how long they have had fans. This is the first time with fans. Obviously, the first time with fans back at Craven Cottage, Fulham, is going to pick up points. Like, that's just a fucking no-brainer. It's an absolutely majestic stadium, one of my favorite in all of England. They have a literal cottage in the corner. Just what a touch. What a touch. Um, speaking of what a touch, what a touch Bobby Reed took from his pass from Luckman before he fired in the go-ahead goal, 1-0. Um, and then... You texted me, Fulham. I said, nah, man, Liverpool's going to get back into this. You said they're playing like shit. I had to check it out for myself. They played like shit. Fulham looked like the better team. They should feel absolutely hard done to not get a point out of this, uh, three points out of this. Uh, the Mohamed Salah penalty, it's a, it's a penalty in slow motion. When I was looking at it, I'm like, that's soft as hell this Egyptian bitch is diving again because he dives all the time he's a serial diver and nobody wants to talk about it they say Pinaldo but they don't say some play on words with him Hernandez yeah it's ridiculous yeah Mohamed Salah is just like some Egyptian winger he can do no wrong yeah he just can do no wrong even though he's just throwing himself all over the pitch all the damn time uh what a game from Anthony Robinson, yep. up and down the pitch, firing in a clean cross. One one cross in particular that should have gotten finished, put away the game, done and dusted, 2-0. But unlucky on the day not to get the three points. What do you think about Fulham? Um, Fulham played their best soccer of the year, without a doubt. They showed up in their biggest game of the year so far. Liverpool fans back. Perfect storm for an upset which was going to be until the bogus uh, penalty. I think the penalty was a – it was a, the handball call, right? Oh, my God. It was the handball call on the freak. Yeah. That was bogus. That was yeah. ridiculous, dude. I remember now. <laughs> no, that – I mean, yes, his arm is out of his body. But no, I it wasn't. Get, it was tucked it, it in. Was, he was like this. It was like it was out. But here's the thing: even Bro, if his he was Wakandaing forever when he went to jump for that ball, 
even if the arm wasn't there, it was going to hit the guy next to him in the chest. It wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going. Like, it can't be a penalty. Like, I mean, it's that's ridiculous. The free kick, that's, yeah, they were more than hard done. They were gypped. They were robbed. They were bamboozled out of this. And they were hoodwinked. I just, I feel so bad for him. I feel bad for Robinson. I feel bad for Lookman, um, Bobby de Cordova Reed. Uh, all these guys played their absolute hearts out against the best team in the land. And all for nothing because the referee sucks, the VAR sucks, it all sucks. And, but yeah, Fulham are playing a lot better. Like, I know I chirped, uh, Scott Parker at the beginning of the year, rightfully so. Like that was such a soft answer to a press conference question, but uh, they're they're finding it. They're finding it, and like we talked about a little bit earlier with West Brom not spending money and Leeds and Fulham spending money. Um, Leeds money showed at the beginning of the year. Maybe they'll find it again. Fulham's money did not show at the beginning of the year. Now it is starting to show. Um, I think they're going to take this momentum. They're going to know they should have won this game. And I think that's only going to benefit them moving forward uh, to take every game and play every game like this. And when you have, excuse me, when you have the fourth best left back in the Premier League, statistically speaking, by ratings, uh, Anthony Robinson, you're going to do pretty well. So, yeah, it's solid for Fulham. Liverpool, more like Liverpool. So, yeah, it's just so... So stupid. Feel so bad. Yeah, I mean that you gotta you gotta love Anthony Robinson being the fourth rated left back in the Premier League. That's honestly wild, but yeah. not not unexpected because he is he is dangerous as hell. He is just dangerous as hell, man. And he, he tracks back on defense. He makes plays. High energy player. Mm-hmm. And someone I'm really excited about to have in our backline for the very foreseeable future. Yeah. So don't don't look now, but uh, Dest Robinson, the best fullback international pairing in the world in two oh, years. I'm looking. Three. I'm looking. I'm looking now. <laughs> I'm looking now. Danny Alves, Roberto Carlos, reincarnated. It really is. Yeah, like I that's, except better. Except, except better. better. Except yeah. much better. Yeah, much better. I think. Dest is clear defensively of Alves. Maybe he has some work to do in the skilling department, but not much. Um, not much. Not much at all. The 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 Dutch flair, the exaggerated swagger. We love him. Um, speaking of exaggerated swagger, the exaggerated swagger, the exaggerated confidence, the misplaced confidence and swagger of an Arsenal fan. What a time to be alive. Uh, yeah. Arsenal zero, Burnley one, because when I predict these games, especially Arsenal games, Arsenal games, I'm very good at predicting. I look into a nice crystal ball I have, and then I say, boom, Arsenal's going to lose. That's it. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored his first goal of the year, guys, not from a penalty spot. Good for him, dude. What a header. Just slots it into the top corner of yeah. his own net. Absolutely pristine yeah, there no is, celebration. Nothing you too. can do about it. He, he Leno, like, Leno didn't have a chance. Didn't yeah. have a fucking chance. <laughs> he just slips in between his own backline, 
glances it, just nestles it right in that top corner. Wow. If he could do that in front of the opposition net, Arsenal might not be in a relegation fight, but like Roy Keane and yourself maybe jokingly said, maybe y'all seriously said it. I mean, it's coming true now. It's happening. They are in the shit. Granite Xhaka, as if if throwing the kit on the ground wasn't enough last year, this clown-ass motherfucker choked somebody. He, like... Like, we've had the Lamella-Tony Martial incident. We've had the James incident in the West Brom game. This goes beyond all that. Like, that's just dumbassery. This is buffoonery. This is ridiculous. This is... You need to go back to Germany or wherever fucking smaller league that you were playing at and you need to stay there because... Well, Arsenal's small club fits him perfectly. Oh, my God, dude. He, He choked the man. (laughs) <laughs> like he <laughs> ridiculous dude oh my god i'm so done with this team they suck uh, arsenal fans think they can't get relegated but um, leeds has gotten relegated and they just came back newcastle's gotten relegated southampton's gotten relegated burnley's gotten relegated and guess what y'all motherfuckers are in the same loop as them i don't care what you say you just had one good coach and that's why it, it, arsenal is not that much bigger than newcastle so for them to be walking all high and mighty thinking they can't be relegated, like it's just some foreign thought. Oh my God. I pray for the wake up call. I pray. I pray. What do you think? Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to see Arsenal go down as much as I do want to see him go down. Um, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's sad. Like they got rid of Emery who is showing he is a very capable coach. More than capable. He is a good coach. And they bring in Arteta, who's under Pep. Yeah, probably going to have some good ideas, good tactics that he showed for the first maybe, what, five games as Arsenal coach? Doing some Pep-style things, playing like Pep a little bit, getting Arsenal going. And then it's all gone. Now it's all sitting back, looking to counter with people who don't know how to counter like just getting absolutely bullied by every team who has a half decent game against them. And um, the red card definitely hurt them in this game. So I don't know if you're going to, you guess you can blame it on Octeta for not going balls to the wall against Burnley or not scoring against Burnley before the hour. It's mark. already almost the hour mark. So, yeah. So just, I, I don't know. And then the thing that really makes me not upset because they did it to themselves, but the thing that makes me like, just annoyed Arsenal have debatably. And I think the best creator of our generation or his generation, just sitting at home, collecting $400,000 a week in Macedonia. Yeah. He's old. He may not come back, but he still without a doubt would have been the best player on this team. No, if, ands or buts, you put someone with his type of mind in front of party you know, they have something to build off of there. Maybe Aubameyang gets more chances and he can put some away. Maybe Lacazette doesn't have to play the 10 all the time because he's a striker. It's, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're doing it to themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot and they're getting what they deserve for the way they are acting. Burnley, good job. Well-deserved, well-needed, much-needed victory. And now Arsenal are... Uh, they're falling apart, bro. Mm-hmm. At the scene. Um, 
you said something that I want to touch on. I don't know if this is on purpose or not. You said the way they were acting. And uh, I know you're a big Patrice Heffer guy, yeah? Mm-hmm. You heard? You heard yeah. the story? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that for those of you who don't know, there he, there is two stories that he told about Bakayo Saka, Thierry Henry, and watching Arsenal. Um, so one day, Patrice says that he's going to go over to Thierry's house, you know, they're, they're buddies, um, and watch the Arsenal game. Um, Henri turns on the game. He sees that Saka is wearing the armband. He turns off the game and he tells, um, he tells ever basically like, I'm not going to watch my club do this. Like, I'm not going to watch them have a fucking baby captaining our team. And, um, he does look like a baby, but he acts like a baby too, because apparently Patrice was calling an Arsenal game sometime thereafter. Saka caught wind of this and had the audacity, the audacity, because Arsenal got a win somehow in this game to then go up and yell from the pitch at Patrice Evra and basically, uh, basically, basically jaw him for, for saying, for saying these, these things about him. And I'm like, are you really that full of yourself already at, at, at as being like a, a literal child, a fetus out there on the pitch? And this is one of the best fullbacks of the uh, of all time, really, of all time, really. I, I love watching Ever play. He was he was a magician on the ball. He was a he was a beastly defender. Um, and you're you're gonna go jaw him? Like, why not be like, hey man, how can I get better? Like, hey, like, I play I play a little left wing back, bro. You want to help me out? Like, well, what do you think I I need to do better to 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 make me watchable for you? You know, like this is one of the best. And instead of trying to cultivate a relationship for him may have started rocky you know you heard him chat some shit he's patrice ever that's his job his job is to go in there and analyze he analyzed you Mm -hmm. arsenal sorry ass club arteta fingers crossed that he is not in charge of signing that's what i hope i hope that the cronkies and the board are dysfunctional and that he doesn't have say but that party sign me signing makes me feel otherwise because that that was a that's a commodity that a lot of people wanted willian though willian willian i said this is a bit willian like that's really what you're going you have pepe develop him make him good that's what good coaches do they make they take lesser players and they make them better that's not what arteta's doing at all yeah it's a shame he wasn't ready for the to get uh promotion from cone guy unfortunately no um it's yeah, like the acting thing, uh, like you said, it's crazy um, that the term, act like you've been there. Like someone says something bad about you, you go prove them wrong, which he did. He had a good game, played well, one game all but he played well. Keep your head down. Do it again. Shut him up. Because he jawed back at him. Next time he has a bad game, you bet your ass Everett's going to be back on his tail again with reason. And... Just little things like that can hurt a locker room. They can hurt a team dynamic. They can hurt you on and off the fields, in the media, wherever. And it boils down to the manager. It's you got to keep your players in check. And I know they say this at United, and I don't know if it's true at Arsenal, but no player is bigger than the badge. And Arsenal players act like they are much bigger than the badge. So... I think that needs to change if they want any. I think that's where it needs to start if they want yeah. change. Yeah, there's definitely, um, definitely, I, I definitely see that because you look at things like Shaka, you look at, and you know, I don't want to 
blame him. Like the man's hurt, but you look at Partey uh, doing doing that little thing, not going down or not basically yeah. doing nothing. Like do do one or the other, <laughs> go down and go help. Don't yeah. stand there basically and be a non-factor. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if, there's definitely a lack of effort. There's a, there's a lack of clinical finishing ability. There's a lack of talent. Um, there's a lack of leadership, and this just seems like a recipe for how to get relegated from the Premier League. Um, I really hope they go down. I really, really do. Like that would just want to see it. Be amazing. I care about my Arsenal fan friends, and I don't want to send them into a spiral. No, they need they need to learn this. They need to they need <laughs> to know that they they need to. Some of them do. Ars, Arsenal Some fan friends. Do. Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans literally drink Miralax, shit their pants, and just dip their head down. They just take it in. They just take it all in, bro. They need to fucking get knocked down a peg, bro. I'm uh oh my god, it's it's like Cowboys fans, except they're actually like a Pantheon franchise and like they, they can warrant this this type of talk in a way. Arsenal is not a Pantheon club. Yeah, win on Champions League. It's not that's what I'm saying. You don't even <laughs> have a Champions League. Get out of here. Ridiculous. Um, anyway, I don't want to devote like 30 minutes to Arsenal. So that, that was we fun. We, we could. could. We, we, we will one day. It's coming, one guys. Day. The Arsenal yeah. episode is in the work. It's hard to schedule. I texted the one kid. I texted Jake. He said he doesn't watch soccer. And I'm like, wow, that is the state <laughs> of the club. So we uh, hopefully we can get him on soon and really do a deep dive into what the fuck is good with this club. But um, yeah, I wouldn't speaking, watch soccer either if I was an Arsenal yeah. fan. No, I, I I totally get that. Like I never stopped watching the Eagles, but like there's a there was a point this season mm-hmm. where I was like half-assing it. Like I'm not listening to Meek Mill in the shower, getting all fucking revved <laughs> up, watching game tape. Put, put, <laughs> put a standing like a coach on the sideline every third down like now at a certain point you gotta stop it um Leicester City three Brighton and Hove Albion zero was the next game on the weekend um you had a draw in this one I was a bit surprised by that I had the Leicester win James Madison and James Vardy and James Justin the battle of the Jameses. All the Jameses got on the board, and they they did really really well. James Madison in particular. Uh, Lester honestly pretty much dominated this game. Then more shots, more possession, more big chances created, and um, Brighton continues their uh, pretty bad run of form. They're just outside that relegation spot. I said that I don't think I see them fighting for relegation, but um. The points got to start coming somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I just – I don't know what's going on with them because the lineup looks the same. Yes, Leicester are a great team. They're um, – honestly, when you talk about the top six now, um, it used to be top six and Leicester. Now it's – I would bump Arsenal out and put Leicester in there. Because they, they've proven they can stand there for the time being unless Arsenal can get it together. I would say the top six includes Leicester and the normal five. So they're playing a really good team, but there's no creativity anymore. Um, Mape, uh, everyone knows my opinions on him and how bad I think he is, but he is your main source of creativity and goal output. And 
for a team with at the beginning of the year, I don't think it would have been far fetched to say fighting for a Europa League spot, Brighton maybe, or in the conversation for a little bit of the year to be in a Europa League spot, finishing top ten. This is a fall from grace, and they need they need to do some quick shake up the lineup a little bit, give some young players a chance, young hungry players a chance. Um, a player who they brought on uh, in the fifty fifth minute, Steven Alzate. Um, I think he's a player that should be playing more for this team. Uh, I think he's really good. He's only twenty two years old. He's young. Um, I think players like that should be given a chance because Brighton, yeah, they can get relegated. It's early enough that they have nothing to lose, kind of, if you know what I mean. But playing players like that only gets them experience, only makes them better. So I think they should look at another route, and that's the route I think they should take to get some points and kind of kickstart this team. But Lester, great job. Yeah, um, I definitely, I definitely agree with you that Brighton needs to take a, a look in the mirror. They need to assess themselves, see what they can do better because it's not like they don't have talent. They do have talent on paper. Everybody looks at this team; they're like they should be better than they are, and um, somehow they're not. Yet again, yet again. Um, Does it go down to Potter? Because I think Potter's a great coach, and I do uh, think personally, I'll think he'll figure it out eventually. But what do you think about that? Is it on him? I think it's half on Potter and half on the the front three. I think the front three is really the biggest source of blame for their woes this season. They they have chances. They make chances every single game. They just don't put them away. Um, Marsh is like, and Lamptey, in my eyes, are their most dangerous players to score. And they're playing wingbacks. So that that's that says all you need to say about them, to be honest. Yeah. yeah like but... Trossard is not in form. Malpai is not in form. Um who else they got? Who's the the Ajibiruba? Oh wow. Janakabashk. Yeah, him. Um he's not doing much anything. So they, they really need to take a look, see if they have any youngins or maybe yeah. try and go for a Maybe a championship yeah. player in, in the in the market. Yeah, the three players they brought on. The oldest one is Alzate at twenty two. And then McAllister, the Argentine, crazy. Uh as twenty one and then Connolly is the twenty year old Irishman. So like yeah, I don't really those like players, Connolly either. I think he's I think he's better than what they had out there for the start of the game. I think yeah. Malpe should be uh Exiled to the bench. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He is and not give, good at soccer. Give one of those guys a three games. Give him a run of games. See if they can spark something in that attack. And if they can't, they can't. But you never know. You never know until you know, right? Yeah. But um, that does it for our weekend in the Premier League. We did we did pretty good this weekend. Had a bunch of bunch of really nice plays. You were almost perfect. I got the Burnley play and, and some other ones. So um, we, we did good this weekend. We did good this weekend. Um, now to the dreaded Champions League segment. We got to touch on how the group closed out. We're not going to predict it yet because there's like two, three months until this starts back up. But we're going we're gonna to let you know what happened on the last day. Um, only in the important groups where, where stuff was decided. Um, which starts off with Group F, Lazio 2, Club Bruges 2. Um, 
this game was 2-1 after 30 minutes. And then Eduard Sobel got his second yellow card, gets a red card, and I think this game is over. But credit to Bruges, man. Like, hats off to them. They fought for 50 minutes down a man, and they made it competitive. They were able to get the draw, which is too little, too late in order to qualify. But they're going into Europa League. They're young and talented, and they're going to make some noise there. Um, and then the other game in the group, Dortmund beat St. Petersburg. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like you said, really good heart by, uh, by Bruges being able to, you know, uh, even stay in that game down a man for a majority of it. But, uh, yeah, they, like you said, they're going to make noise in Europa League and, uh, Lazio through by the skin of their teeth. So I don't think they're going to have too much uh, fun in the knockout stages, but that remains to be seen. And then you have Dortmund and Petersburg. Uh, Dortmund won without playing basically anybody of notice besides like Marco Royce. So good job resting players for them. Yeah. Um, not, nothing else you can say about that. Uh, Dortmund hasn't been in form recently in the Bundesliga. Today, they are taking on, um, today, Tuesday, when we record, they're taking on Werder Bremen. I'm going to be tuning into that game because Josh, he's sergeant. Uh, you know, he's going to start. There's no Holland. So, fingers crossed that our American our American lab can get a result out of this, you know? Yeah. And, um, sergeant Patrick. Geo ran a goal, three one. Yeah, Robin. that'd Thank be you. nice. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> some big money on that play. I'm personally going to be leaning Dortmund. I'm going to bet Dortmund. Might throw a little bit on the double chance for Bremen, but uh, I can't see. Like I know they don't have Holland, but they can't keep dropping points like this. Like that'd just be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. But maybe, and Bremen's a much better it. team, or not a much better team, but I think they're so a better they team. But yeah, they, they they, it's not like they're getting wins, though. They, they scrape draws. You know, they, they get a goal late. They, their form hasn't been amazing. They're, like, mid-table right now. No. And but they get they get those late goals, but... Uh, they're tough out. Yeah, and just the defense keeps them in games. And if Dortmund can't score and they're a sieve at the back like they have been recently, you never know. A little late mm-hmm. Josh Sargent, Patrick, five minutes to go, three goals. Maybe, maybe. The... Um, most important game of the Champions League up to date, though, happened. In terms of implications and qualifications, it meant absolutely nothing. But in terms of capturing the hearts and the imagination of every football fan worldwide, seeing one more time Weston McKinney and Serginho Des get to suit up against each other is just absolutely amazing. It's, um, it's something that we all need to cherish and hold on to while we can see. Um, nah, just kidding, though. Uh, Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> Ronaldo and Messi got to play too, so I guess that was pretty cool. And like always, like always, the true goat, in my opinion, at least, you know, it's one A, one B. I'm not here to disrespect Messi. I'm not here to call him Pessy. I appreciate them both, but in my opinion, Ronaldo is slightly edging him out, and he gets the brace here. But the best goal of the game, the play of the game was 100% Weston McKinney's half volley off a little cross from Juan Cuadrado. They say that they have such good chemistry because they have the same hair 
and I'm all for it. I'm all for mm-hmm. it, man. Um, the Juan, the Weston connection, the chemistry that he seems to be forming with mostly his South American teammates. You know, he was cool with Douglas Costa before he left. You know, he likes Juan. I see him hanging out with, with the Nilo a little bit. You know, he, he, he's got the flair. He's learning some things. It was a fun game to watch for many, many reasons. And um, I, I mean, hey, man, I hope these guys meet again. You know, Ronaldo and Messi, you, you can't get enough of that. You can't get enough of that. You can't get enough of our Americans either. Yeah, it, that was awesome. Uh, great game. It sucks. Uh, Dest had to be on the losing side of a route. But um, McKinney, just what a game, what a goal, what a player. Uh, yeah, and Messi Ronaldo getting to see them play was cool. But, um, yeah, McKinney, what a game. Uh, and just crazy form by him. You know, I don't want to sound dramatic or crazy or anything of the sort, but – if Juve make a run in this Champions League, he's going to be an insanely important part of that. And uh, that's that's pretty freaking cool. So, uh, yeah, I hope I hope they do make a run because I know he'll he'll be important. But yeah, good. Uh, that group was done and dusted anyway. The other game, the Animo Kiev and the team we can't pronounce, Kiev won, and I think they're going to the Europa League. So good for them. Yeah, good for good for Kiev getting into the Europa League. You know, um, that's, uh, well, we're finally here. We have to we have to talk about it because it was a big result. I acquired a son based off this result. Actually, um, I need to stop doing this. I'm basically like a degenerate deadbeat dad who doesn't pay no damn child support with all the sons that I be collecting off these soccer bets, but. Jonathan Loha, my son. How you doing, buddy? Told you, man. Told you. Um, I don't want to be as mean to you about this, but so we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna analyze it. Um, Red Bull Leipzig three, United two. Um, a Man City man, Angelino, came out absolutely on fire. Scored a nice goal off a off a okay cross. It, it was defensible though. Um, and then same thing on the other one, Amadou Hydera off a nice cross from Angelino. Probably could have been cleared though. And then um, nice sub, Danny Omo off, Cliver on, young for young, like for like. Cliver makes the most of his chance, makes it 3-0 in the 69th. Not until the 80th do United show some fight. Bruno Fernandez scores his pen. And um, they get a they get an own goal, which was barely an own goal, Bare, just barely an own goal. Um, Red Bull Leipzig make one last sub, take out Angelino, put on Hallettenberg, and they were able to hold on 3-2. Before the game, I said they were going to go in the Europa League. During the game, I knew they were going to go in the Europa League. But after you guys started the comeback, I found myself get a little glint in my eye I got some hope and I, I really wanted United to go and get that draw for nothing else, but it would just be amazing to watch. Unfortunate though, Manchester back to the Europa league, your thoughts, United, Michael. Um, first off, I, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't think we deserve to win that game, but uh, I'm going to also say the referee was 50% of the reason we lost. Uh, that guy sucked. We talked earlier about refs who made it about him. 
Uh, and he made it about him giving Bruno a yellow card in the fifth minute for asking him what a call was and then almost threatening to send him off for arguing that he got the yellow little things like that. Uh, warning Ollie in the bench for no reason after he gave Luke Shaw a yellow card. Um, just stupid, stupid things from a ref that needs to fucking never mind. I can't say that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, again, it's United not waking up, not showing up. They think they had it in the bag and they got, they got punched in the mouth like three times. And, uh, then they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. We need to tie. And then Bruno came out to play. Uh, Pogba came on to play and they were, literally inches away at the last kick of the game from going into the going into the knockout stages, but they weren't able to do that. And then I said, the ref was 50% of the game that we lost. Uh, I'm going to give 10% to Angelino. Uh, then the rest of the 40% I will give to Ollie making, giving up on this game in the 77th minute, subbing on two defenders uh, to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And then United turned on, but and also taking off Alex Tellez at halftime, who was playing fine. Like he, none of the goals were his fault, but he kept on Luke Shaw, who had a yellow card and hasn't played in six weeks, knowing damn well that he couldn't go full ninety. So just bad, very very bad man management by Ali, and ultimately those were the three reasons why United a. Uh, missed out on Champions League and now they're in the Emmerdale Cup. So the Emmerdale Cup. We'll see. Wow. Yeah. I, I will no I will not watch disclaimer I'm not watching any United games on Thursdays unless it's in the Premier League and or they play Arsenal. I mean that's that's fine, bro. We don't talk about Europa League anyway. Like yeah. I don't even know what that competition is. Um, I don't either. Hopefully you guys win it this time though. At least see, that's, that's, no, that's play all the kids play, play the, the kids. kids, play, play the, the kids, kids. Go, go for the league, play go the, kids. For the league, go for the FA cup, play the kids. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Roy, Roy said he wants it. He would rather see an FA cup than a, than a Europa league cup. Oh. And I think that's valid. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. United out of the Champions League, unfortunately. I guess I guess this is a good result, but it was an expected result. Atletico Madrid send Jesse Marsh and his men to the Europa League. Um, hopefully, they they make some noise over there. Going to be rooting for them. Won't be watching them because that doesn't warrant my attention. But nonetheless, hope they do well. Inter Shakhtar Dolhatesk. Shame, shame, shame. If Inter were able to get a win from this game, they would be in. They would be into the fucking dance. But um but they're not because they didn't. They uh they outshot, outpossessed uh Shakhtar, but they only were able to create one big chance. Very unfortunate. I think um Conte and his met Conte got it all wrong this game. He uh he should have set him up more attacking, way too passive in this game. Uh, they didn't have the quality up front in, in, in Lukaku and uh, Lartoro to be able to get the goals that they needed. It's a real shame. And um, for Inter now, it's, uh, it's Serie A or bust. 
They, uh, if they don't get anything, Conte is unequivocally going to lose his job because he's already been acting up with them. Now he's not getting the results, and uh, and he's not even using the signings he wa- he he wanted. Like he said, "Oh, Erickson, I I love Erickson. I'll, I'll take Erickson. I'll make him the best." Well, really, bro? Will you? Or are you gonna sub him in in the 85th minute when the game's almost gone? It's ugh, terrible performance from them. Wonderful performance from Real Madrid. Smacked up Muj and Gladbach. Our dreams of seeing Madrid in Europa League did not come true. But um, hats off to them. Benzema played an amazing game. Tony Cruz was good. Casemiro always does his thing. And Real Madrid really just took this game to them. Gladbach didn't have a chance. And as a Man City fan who we drew Gladbach, based off that last performance, feeling great. Feeling absolutely great. There's a lot of things that could change between now and the next two months. But... Uh, I'm I'm absolutely fine with getting Gladbach. I know we're not doing predictions, but I'm calling it now. Gladbach win. You're you're on drugs. I'll bet. <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't bet for another couple months. Yeah. But um, I, I, no. Marco no. Rose's men. Marco Rose's I, men. I I mean I I did I already bet on Champions League. I did my futures. I did my I did my to qualify. I didn't do every group, obviously, but when I. City is one of them. City is one of the ones that I took to qualify. I'm sorry. The next you're going to lose money. It's, nah. it's, it's you know what else I took? Plus 650, Eagles win the East. Yeah, that's Let's get high. it, baby. Plus 650, and all we need to do is win out. Jalen Hurts already, uh, already used up his one good game of the year, and it wasn't even that good. Yo, you ever heard him talk? He sounds so light-skinned. He just talked like this. It's all smooth and whatever. I love it. I love, he love it. his Astros hat and Astros I love, I, Dude, I'm, I'm so shamelessly just a Jalen Hurts guy now. It, it took it took a game. It took, took two quarters, actually. Quote, two days ago, Carson Wentz is my guy. Just throwing it out there. Quote, a week ago, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is a B-Tech Lamar Jackson. And now Lamar Jackson's a B-Tech Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What he... Even after that impressive win versus the Browns, still don't still don't care. Did your team beat the number one team in the conference? Oh God, I'm shameless. Um, yeah, yeah. Porto was able to beat Olympiacos. Um, a better team gets the dub, I guess. Uh, Ruben Semedo got a red card. Does that carry over to Europa League or? I don't know. You don't know? No, probably. Probably, yeah. He, he's probably pretty not. good. Ruben's yeah. pretty good, so that could hurt them. Um, Ajax got a red card and lost to Atalanta. That um, that sends that sends Atalanta through and Ajax to the to the Europa League. They've been group st- They've been knockout stage mainstays for a few years now, so that sucks. Um, Liverpool tied Michelin. Um, I didn't bet on this game, but that would have been good money for whoever did. And uh, to close out the Champions League, PSG beat down the Turkish Giants 5-1 after, after walking off the pitch. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the Champions League, guys. Well, and any, any, any other major takeaways besides, I guess, United flaming out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are eight uh, fixtures in the round of 16 of the Champions League, seven of which will feature... A citizen of the United yeah. States of America and a U.S. men's national team player. Um, crazy. 
he said it this time last year that next year that <laughs> seven out of the eight games in the knockout stage would have an American in a pretty big role with the team. Every single one of them is at least on the bench. Um, you would have been called crazy. Like yeah. Kai Richards two weeks ago, three weeks ago, got laughed at by Jamie Kennega and uh, um, others for saying the U.S. have a good, solid foundation. So uh, things I love, love Mike. I love him. Him yeah. and Roy are just an unlikely partnership that works oh so well. And his, it's, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I want to see him on every, every, every Sunday. Yeah. Start doing other sports. Just yeah, dude. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yes yes oh my gosh uh roy Keane commenting on like basketball or something that'd be yeah that'd be real oh, all the flops oh, oh my god god <laughs> his hair would fall out he'd high blood pressure would be over for him absolutely done for him um before we get into predicting the premier league we're gonna do two rounds a week this time because we're into the Christmas period. Games are coming hot and heavy. We love this time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is around the corner. Games are just flowing in left and right. There's no international break. And it's just it's just a beautiful time in the Premier League. It's where the men become men. It's where the boys go and sit around the relegation spot. Um, it's where Arsenal go down. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> oh, I, I need that. I need it injected into my veins. Where their next group of fixtures really tough. Um, don't think they're going to get a win from any of their next four. Um, possibly a point from Brighton. I won't disrespect them that much. Um, but before we do that, we got some quick winners and losers of the week for you guys. We haven't done this in a while. We're going to start getting back into it. Um, who, who won, who won the week for you? Champions um, League, Premier League. I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to actually – full circle, my winner of the week is Fulham. Uh, you know, first game back with fans, they've been playing better and be able to get a points off the, the holding champions uh, is something they would never would have dreamed of. Uh, and especially being in a position that they should have won that game, if not for a dodgy call, I they'd be ecstatic. So – Scott Parker, Fahey seal of approval. You came back around. Don't say anything dumb again because I will put you on the loser side of thing without hesitation. But yeah, Fulham, Fulham's my winner this week. All right, that's a that's a great pick. Fulham definitely well deserving of the winners of the week spot. Um, for me, my winner of the week is going to be none other than Weston McKinney. Um, he scored a goal in Champions League, and now he has nailed down his starting spot at Juventus. Um, he's going viral for many of his TikToks and Instagram videos. He's an absolute character. I love him on and off the pitch. And um, Protect he, him at he, all costs. Yeah, protect him at all costs, man. Weston McKinney, winner of the week, winner of the year. Um, but on the other side of things, on the other side of things, I have a loser of the week. It's not a person. It's not a club. It's not a team. It's a place. It's Mexico. It's Mexico and all the haters of the U.S. men's national team that are concentrated there. 
They're down so bad right now because, as you said, we have eight. Eight players, right? Mm-hmm. Guess how many they have? Two. They only have two. That's it. They are down so bad right now. They uh, Fucking Chucky Lozano. Everybody forgot about that guy because he's playing in Europa oh, League. I don't even I know who heard he that is. name. And so, like, not even the like, <laughs> I actually haven't even heard that name since like nineteen when he was like super fast and cheap in career mode. Yeah, he he's still super fast. He does some things, I guess, but the haters are so down bad right now. They just don't know what to do with themselves. They don't have any ammunition. There's no comparison. I just I really am looking forward to the next time we play El Tree with a full European lineup. We're gonna absolutely spank the fuck out of them. They're not gonna know what hit them. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I think my losers gotta be. I mean, is they are the definition of the word at the moment. Um, Arsenal. I do. I don't even need to explain it. Everyone knows yeah. why, and I. I would say uh, it's pretty safe money to say they'll be my loser again next week. Uh, after this, they'll pick up a point. So we'll, we'll see. They could, and if who knows, they get a draw. They may damn well be my winner. But they'll be yeah. on this list. Right. <laughs> they will be somewhere on this list. You can yeah. that. Yeah. Oh god. Wow. That um. Those are some good losers. Some good winners. Um. I, I don't think it gets any more losery than what's going on down at the Emirates right now. Um. Keep first time. First time ever. That Burnley beat them there ever, ever. Wow, that's awesome. Ever. That's yeah. awesome. And keep in mind, uh, two months ago, three months ago, four months, a couple months ago, uh, on top they of fired, the world, they fired fifty-five staff members, accountants, legal team members, uh, regular working people, and a loyal, loving mascot of thirty-plus years to sign Pierre Emerick Aubameyang to a 400k a week deal and to sign Willian on a free. Um, yeah. Karma. She's a bitch. She's a bitch, man. These politicians and these Arsenal club club officials, they're blood sucking vampires who don't want people to make a living. It's, uh, it's sad. It's sad to see. Um, what did those accountants do to deserve this? No, they help um, balance your shit. I mean, books. you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they they obviously weren't doing their job, so maybe maybe it's a bit more understandable. Boss, we lost a lot of we lost a lot of money this year. Don't say uh, that. Fired. You're bringing the, the only the only accountants worse than Arsenal are the ones working over at the Phillies, bro. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, and, uh, and speaking of bad people, your owner. God, I, we don't you can't even get into that. But you should look yeah, up John uh, Middleton lawsuit if you have time, anyone. John Middleton lawsuit. It is comic. Yeah, absolute, absolute scumbag. Our owner is. Don't even want to be affiliated with that franchise anymore. Um, wow, wow. Arsenal, Arsenal are just so. Uh, I gotta. We gotta get into these predictions before we go off on another Arsenal tangent. It's too easy. It's low hanging fruit. We're better than this. Um, are we though? No, first game on the weekend. <laughs> no, first game on the weekend. Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Chelsea um, today. 
today. Yeah, yeah. First to write like in an hour. Um, are lineups up yet? No, lineups are not out yet. Um, mm. Should we should we come back to it and like finish off with it so we know the lineups and we're right? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, we could do that. That's only another eight minutes. So let's go through the other games. Then we'll yeah. predict the first game of the weekend last. Um, next game on the weekend, Man City versus West Brom. I already bet this game going minus one and a half spread to City. They're going to win 2-0, 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, whatever. We're going to outclass them because it's West Brom. Who gives a shit? What do you think? Um, I got 3-0 to City. Yeah, I mean. Hey, bro. If I sound like a dumbass for this, then losing my money won't be what I'm the most mad about. Um, Arsenal versus Southampton. Wow. We wanted to stop talking about them. They, here they are. Here it they are. They just love getting slandered. It's like Voldemort. You can't say their name. They're, they will appear. Um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Bam. Oh, Start getting flashbacks of the 1 0 to Burnley. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but Southampton's going to fucking whoop that ass, dude. This is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad because Arsenal's going to start, try to play out the back like they always do. They're going to sit back and play out the back. Southampton are going to be on them, on them by like 20 minute mark, and they're going to fuck up, give up a goal. Southampton get up early and comfortable win. I'd like to say the minus one and a half spread for this as well. That's outlandish and disrespectful. So I'm just going to say Southampton money line. Yeah, Southampton win. Yeah. Um, the Battle of the Uniteds. Two big clubs, sleeping giants, some might say. Leeds United take on Newcastle United. Um, oh, fuck. Newcastle is really above Leeds right now, and that don't look right to me. I'm not going to learn my lesson. Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. What do you think? 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Yeah, 1-1. Um, Leeds score first, dominate the whole game. Newcastle grab an equalizer in the 95th. Other way around, Newcastle outplay oh. them and can't finish, and Leeds. Wow. Well, no one outplays anyone. They play equally as good or bad, and miss equally as amount of chances as each yeah. other, and each have a pretty decent goal. But yeah, one one or a draw of some sort. Newcastle versus Leeds. All right. Um, next game on the weekend, Leicester City versus Everton, both these teams finding a bit of form recently. Um, damn, this is another tough game to call. Yeah. Uh, I see a draw on this one. I think this has draw written all over it. Um, if there is a plus one and a half goal spread that's worth anything, and by worth anything I mean minus 250 or less, then I bet that because I don't see either team winning by more than a goal. But I think draw wouldn't be a bad play here. Um, I think Everton played well against Chelsea. Um, I don't know if they can keep it up without Hamas another week. I don't know if he's back yet. Uh, I'm going to say Leicester take this one by by a goal. Make two one or something. Yeah, Leicester's only a point above them. This would be a big result for Everton if they could nick a win. 
which is why I'm going to go draw. Because it seems like every time there's a big game this season, yeah. nothing really happens. I don't know. Hopefully, it, hopefully it's a good game, though. Um, next game on the weekend, Fulham versus Brighton. Uh, oof, come on, man. Fulham should look to pick up some points here. They They should really look to. And for that reason, I think they get the job done. Fulham finally get a win. What do you think? Fulham will draw this game. I don't want to say it. No, they're going to win. I talked myself out of it again. They're going to win. Uh, right. Fulham win. Yeah. Um, well, well um, Fulham hasn't lost in their last three. Brighton hasn't won in their last three. So, in terms of form, Fulham's a bit above them. Their last game, Fulham's miles ahead. I want to see. I want to see our boy at least fight to stay up. You know, I want to. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see it be competitive. Uh, dream scenario: Sheffield, Arsenal, and who else don't I like? Sheffield, Arsenal, Brighton. If they could all go down, I'd, I'd be a happy camper because I, I like. Billich, I like yeah, West Brom. I, they have some decent players, at least. If it's West Brom, Sheffield, Arsenal, I'm not terribly mad. But I see that there's a common theme in your uh, in your happiness, oh, yeah. dude. Honestly, dude, I might I might just fuck around and bet it. I might, I might, because the payout would be absurd. Because Vegas, the Vegas is delusional too. They don't. If you did it on like the game. first day of the season. <sighs> Every, bro, us. I mean, me and Hulu, right I after they the were FA be, Cup win. Yeah, I thought they were going to be decent. They had me fooled. Had me fooled. Um, next game though, huge game, absolutely massive game. Tottenham versus Liverpool. I'm in a better draw. I'm in a better draw, even though I firmly believe that Spurs are better than Liverpool right now. Um, I'm just going to have to go a draw because it's a big game. And uh, Mourinho's not going to be upset with sitting back on these guys. High-scoring affair. Spurs with three points. 3-2. Three, I would love to see that. No, I'd, like, I'd love to see a tie, but I don't think so. I think Mourinho will, uh, will be mad about his last result. Yeah. And uh, I think they'll, uh, they'll want to do better. You know, no Instagram post, so he's definitely not glad. Yeah. Um, next game, same day, six games in a day. What a day that December 16th is going to be. Um, London Derby, West Ham United versus Crystal Palace. Um, West Ham is sitting at six with 20. Crystal Palace at 11th with 17. That's how tight this table is. Three points is going to swing it that much from six to 11th. Um, Ugh. I'm I don't know if like if uh something's just wrong with me today, but like I'm gonna go for a draw on this one too. Um I look at these teams, how they're set up, what the strengths of them are. Crystal Palace is decent defending. They're organized at the back, they like to sit back and they have some decent size. West Ham kind of the same way. They have more pace on the break. I'd say they have a more dominating midfield, but I really can't see either of these teams going out and dominating the game like that. I think it's going to be a bit cagey. 
maybe back and forth towards the end. But at the end of the day, maybe 1-1-0-0 draw. Uh, I have, I think West Ham will win. Um, they've been in good form. Very, very solid midfield. Um, and I think that will be the difference. Whoever can control the midfield in this game, I think, will take home the tr- prize at the end of the game. And I think that'll be West Ham. Yeah, they definitely, definitely, no question, have the better midfield. Um, Next game on the weekend, though, Aston Villa, Jack Grealish, they take on Burnley. Uh, Aston Villa is sitting at 10th on 18, Burnley at 17 on 9. Uh, I mean, last year they split. Uh, Villa won one, they tied one. In both games, though, both teams scored. That being said, Villa's at home. I'll, I'll take Villa on this one. Um, I will too. Villa win. Next game on the weekend. Sheffield versus Manchester. Dino about to see his old friends down in West Yorkshire. Um. Yeah, like 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, same shit. You know, United's just going to absolutely dominate these clowns. Uh, your your thoughts? Uh, yes, Manchester United, 5-1, Sheffield score first. Yeah. Remember that 3-3 game that last year? That was that was a wild-ass game. Very oh, yeah. Game. That was great. Yeah, the Sheffield went up 2-0. United come back in like the 70th to like the 80th, make it 3-2. And fucking yeah. Sheffield nips it at the end. That was exactly. Greenwood's first Premier League goal. Really? The two, the yeah. equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sheffield. It, wow. Cannot expect that kind of stuff from them nowadays what at a all. From Grace. What a fall. Yeah. Playing Ooh. three three thrillers with United. Oh, lineups are out for uh, the Ooh. Chelsea Wolves game. And I'm going Chelsea since there is a certain American in the starting lineup. No way. Yeah, he's back. No here. way! It's Pulisic, Giroud, Werner, Mount. Oh, way. Havertz. Hammer, Hammer, Chelsea. Yeah, see, I was, I was actually, I'm doing some bets for today all across Europe. And um, I was thinking about hedging, like doing multiple, doing the other, spend the other side of that. Because Wolves double chance is even money. So I'm like, why not? But now that, that there's just no point in hedging that. I, I was going to anchor my bets with City but now I might as well just throw Chelsea in that too right yeah why not I think Chelsea are going to win uh, I see a 2 out 3 out right. or I could see a Fabio Silva goal <clears throat> I'm a fanboy so honestly man Fabio hasn't been living up he's young he's young it's early but patience patience hit post last game and you know the next step is if you it's, it's a goal or a miss or, or over the again. bar. Yeah. Uh, or the bar. There's so many options. Bar. It's going to be a goal. so many options. His next shot's a goal. <laughs> um, next games on the weekend, not until the 19th. We got crystal palace versus Liverpool. We're on to the next match week. Now this is assuming 
from my point of view, that these teams are both coming off of draws, not great results. And because of that, Liverpool will then go and beat the shit out of Crystal Palace in this game. Yeah, Liverpool definitely win this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Southampton versus Manchester City. Um, they beat us on a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous goal late in the season last year. Shea Adams scored from like 60 meters out. It was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, oh man this is hard because Southampton is in better form than us they're higher above us in the table but the only big game that we've really come out of and been like, damn, we got that one wrong was Tottenham. I don't think this is going to be the case this time either. Man City going to win. Uh, I see a draw. Mm. I hope not. I hope so. I, I wouldn't be shocked, though. They're, uh, I see. I can see a 1-1. I definitely see Vestergaard scoring on a, on a, on a header in the, in the corner in the box. I feel like that could be something they do. In the United game, uh, McTominay, yeah, he almost scored off, off that flick on. Nope, just nobody was with him. Kyle Walker, where you at, bro? Not he was, in, he was getting ready for the counterattack. Yeah, he was already 10 meters up. Yeah. <laughs> Full sprint. <laughs> nice, nice guy, yo. Um, yeah, but uh, Arsenal, they got Everton after Southampton, and they're going to drop two games in a row, get zero points from these two. Uh, Everton, easy win. Yeah, well, they play Arsenal. Yeah, Everton win. Pick Just a chalk it up. Everton win. Um, next game, Newcastle versus Fulham. That'll be a good game. This will be a good game. Because both teams are going to go out and try and get this game. Newcastle isn't going to be a typical Newcastle. You know, play aggressive, play on the break. Almiron, Callum Wilson, Jolington. Wow, who would have thought? Definitely not me. Uh Shit, dude, these games are tough. I I probably won't bet on this Newcastle Fulham game. If I had to, I'd probably lean Newcastle, maybe a double chance in there. I think they're the better team. They don't play good soccer, but they find a way to win. They find a way to get the dirty wins. And uh in a tight game like that'll be I feel like that'll be the difference. Um I <sighs> I agree. I think Fulham's uh, actually. Do I agree? I don't agree. I think Fulham steps on the gas a little bit more, and I see a one nothing victory for them. I would. I would. I would love to see that. I would love to see that because I'm not a fan of Steve Bruce. I'm not a fan of Newcastle and how they played, but you can't. You can't deny the results. Um. Next game on the weekend, we have Brighton taking on Sheffield United. This is the one. This is the one, my guy. This is it. This is where Sheffield United get their first three points of the season. December 20th, 2020 at 7 a.m. Mark your calendars. Sheffield United will do something they have not done this whole season. They will win a game. Yeah, no, they get a point, uh, but let's yeah. let's let's 
hold your horses here. There, it's gonna happen one day. And it's gonna for, happen. For reference, the lowest total ever in a Premier League season is eleven by Derby County. So, um, Do it. that's it's really possible. low. Let's like think that is really low. Yeah. How many do they have right now? One. Yes. Third of the way through, almost yes. a third. Figure they'll get five at this pace. They nick a win. Like it's going to be tough. Ten points. Imagine getting ten points. We should relegated twice. Go down to League One. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's so crazy. Like the difference between obviously it's the Championship versus the Premier League. But see these teams ripping like close to a hundred in the Championship. Come up here, ten. They're on two. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, also crazy how many games the championship plays. What yeah, like but 46? at the same time, they don't have any European comps, so like that, it, it fills out that way, you know. Because you do have, we have the Europa League, Champions League. There they only got the FA in the league. Next game on the weekend: uh, Tottenham versus Leicester City. Uh, you got to think Josie and his men get it done here, right? No. No, you don't have no. to. Because okay. uh, uh, I see, I see a Vardy party this week. You see a Vardy party. Yeah, um, uh, but I don't know if that's a Leicester win or draw. Oh, you know what? Balls to the wall, Leicester win. All right, it's an aggressive play. I like it. Um, I just, I just like Josie even more. Ooh, oh, there better be fans for this game, baby. Yeah. Man United versus Leeds United. There better be fucking fans. There's no fans at the Manchester Derby, but this game is bigger than the Manchester Derby. Um, they uh, There needs to be fans here. I don't give a fuck. Like, there just needs to be an atmosphere for this game. This is the first time we're going to have this game in... Since the 04. Yeah. Since 04, bro. Wow. Wow. And um, I hate to break it to you. This is too big of a game for Ali. This is this is the first derby. Bielsa, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to do something, and it's going to be a masterclass. They're not going to blow you out, but they're going to they're going to get the win, bro. I'm sorry, Leeds win. Um, where is it? Is it home or away? It's it's yeah. at OT. Oof. Um, I actually think it is. It's the biggest rivalry in uh. England, I think. Maybe Liverpool, Everton's up there. But, uh, yeah, United United win this. They're a big game team. Uh, that's the only time they seem to show up. What? Play. Yeah. How are they game. a big game team? When it. You drew the Derby. You lost the Champions League. You got big. fucked on by Spurs. That's not which, a big game. That's Spurs. They're number one in the league now. That's a big game. Yeah, now. They're Spurs, though. Well, yeah, they're, but you played the number one. You played the best team in the league, and you got raped. They are a compa. They are a rivalry team. Let me say, when they play someone who is a rival, rival, whatever you want to call it, they show up. Liverpool last year, they showed up each game. City, they haven't lost City in a while. Uh, it's this is a rival. Maybe they don't know that yet. Maybe, but I think everyone knows what Leeds United was and what it will I don't know, be, bro. I, I think Harry Maguire's just gonna start hugging everybody, and you guys are gonna get fucked by if a team hugs, of real. If he real hugs players. someone after Leeds game. Swear to God, he's going to go up to Luke Ayling and Liam Cooper, and he's going to hug them. 
Actually, no. The only one I, I he's probably friends with Calvin. That's it, right? You shouldn't be friends with any of them. He's probably friends with Calvin, though. You know, Calvin's young, up and coming. Hopefully, he gets his England call up soon. He definitely deserves it. Um, if he if he even shakes anyone's hand after that game, it's the captain. He needs to shakes any hand. No, I don't care. I, 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 honestly, they should go full ninety and then right into a cage fight. Just no rules, bro. Bruno's not. Bruno's going to shake hands. He's not going to look anyone in the eye. That's not on Manchester United or Bielsa. He'll look Bielsa in the eye for respect, but he will not look any Leeds player in the eye because you no, know why? Because he's a leader, unlike the fucking felon. Felon. Well, anyway, three one well, United. Three one United. That's what you say. Um, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Next game, though, West Brom takes on the villains. Uh, Aston Villa definitely going to win this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably. Easy dub, easy money. Um, Same with the next one. Wolves, Burnley. Wolves, Burnley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got Burnley pretty easy in that one. And then. Hey, what? You're taking Burnley? No, Wolves. Wolves, 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 Wolves. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, no, I'm not taking no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not I'm not that crazy. I'm okay. not, Burnley Burnley are only good for a win every couple of weeks. It's is too soon to give them another. Yeah, I'll I'll take a draw though on that one. I could I could see uh, it. But... No no. Right. Um <laughs> London Derby, Chelsea versus West Ham. Assuming that Christian Pulisic doesn't get hurt today. It's me knocking on wood. Um, he will. They will keep winning. Um, I agree, but under the I'm just going to go based on track record. Uh, it's been a while since he played two full games in a row. Um, oh, I hope not. I, I think West Ham, West West Ham do not lose. I don't know if they're going to yeah. win. I don't know if they're going to draw. Um, they will. Win. West Ham will win. All right. West Ham will win. And uh, that does it for the next two weeks of fixtures. Just gave you all 20 amazing plays for free. <laughs> and um, that is – that is – that that that's just what's going to happen, man, except maybe the Leeds United one. That might be a little different. No, yeah, that might be like five one or five nothing United. Yeah, three one's a little just, conservative. He just might really pour it on you guys for the, for yeah. the return, dude. No, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. There's gonna be a red card. I there's gonna be a red. Oh, that'd be nice. I haven't seen a red card in a while. Need I need more of those? Oh wait, wait. Never mind. We did. We saw Granite Jaka choke somebody. That was cool. <laughs> and um, like seventy cards in the uh, Villa Wolves game. <laughs> True. Oh god, that's ridiculous. And one card, I think, in the city, uh, city United. I think game. there were two. Two or two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Better. Yeah, a little better. Let the boys play. The boys didn't really want to play, though. Do you have Do you have anything else? Anything else to share in the world of sports? Fahey United. Uh no no the baseball winter meetings were pretty uneventful so I got nothing yeah. to say. All right. Got uh, nothing to say. I already did my little Eagles thing, so we're we're good on that. Y'all know how y'all know what it is. Um I guess I guess we'll catch you guys next week after a amazing 
couple of days of games, you know, really hunker down and watch your soccer. Gamble non-stop on your soccer. Action. Non-stop yeah, action. yeah. Non-stop action. Wake up, wake um, up, wake up. And, and thanks, everybody, up, for listening. Up, As always, you. like, rate, share, focus. follow, all that good Living stuff. Like hocus, um, hocus. And, and we'll catch you guys uh, next really time on the call it soccer show. I'm just trying to get Peace. rid of the locusts. You Looses. know this. Niggas wearing Gucci in the Louis store. Pull up in a range, not the Rover. What you looking for? Niggas ain't never being the same. They being different, bro. All my niggas about to change the game like it's Gryffindor.